Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Dana Park's coming up an hour from right now. Here's your warning about this next story. Um, it's, it's awful. It's horrible. The video associated with this is incredibly painful to watch. We will describe it for you. But here's your heads up that this is a tough one. Yeah, I'm going to need a little help keeping myself under control on this one because I, boy, this this makes me absolutely incensed. Given the fact that, and even if this wasn't the case, it would still make me absolutely incensed. But our dog, our, our little dog, the one that we just got, she's going in for training starting this week because she's a puppy and she's a greyhound mix and she's incredibly active and she's over the top all the time just go 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 and she needs some help kind of dialing that back a little bit my wife is going to training with her because we had talked about this kind of training where you entrust your dog to somebody else where you just drop there are places that'll do that they're expensive mm-hmm. but where you just drop your dog off for a week or for eight hours a day for a week or a couple of weeks or whatever and they do the training while you're not there there are reasons not to do it that way this is one that never occurred to me but boy is this a reason never to do it that way all right so the story is out of fox 4 um the video is out it is everywhere of um this guy at a pleasant hill who is seen on video mistreating not just mistreating i don't have enough i don't have enough verbs for it um it's abuse it's animal abuse that's not even enough uh but you're right you'll get the idea here in a second um so the man in the video is facing city charges including animal abuse operating a boarding shelter without a license and operating a business with a license police say his name is matt fiala it's f-i-a-l-a for those who would like to look it up Uh, The guy who posted the video has a warning for pet owners, said, I'm posting this out there so that you know, because you can identify the guy from the video, especially if you're in Pleasant Hill, it wouldn't be that hard to figure out where he is. Um, He is 25 years old. He appears to operate under several different names. Oh, go figure. Um, The guy that posted the video did so with a warning to pet owners. Uh, including and what I appreciate about it is he included in the video screenshots of the website for the guy that operates that business and the reason I want to talk about it is again to your point everything looks legit on the website everything looks like the guy loves animals and everything's responsible and amazing and you don't know what's going on behind the scenes and I also want to commend 
the person who took this video because it wasn't even somebody who was one of the dog owners. It was a neighbor who yeah. saw him outside mistreating this dog and took the video. Good for you. Good for you for doing what needed to be done here and outing this guy. Because how do you know? I mean, we've talked before about asking businesses for their license. You know, mm -hmm. if, if, it, if he doesn't have an office, if he operates out of that van that's in the video, then where do you go to find out if somebody is actually a licensed business and doing what they do? And the fact that he's 25, that would be to me a red flag, but I don't yeah. know if it would necessarily be a deal breaker because, hey, there are plenty of 25-year-old entrepreneurs out there who do incredible business. And give me just a second to walk back what I said earlier. I'm sure there are plenty of people who, who have those kinds of uh, dog training establishments where they do keep your dog for a while that are fine. I wouldn't do it because I wouldn't, I would never know for sure how they're treating my dog when he's not with me. Okay. So we need to describe what's in the video. Um, so the video is taken outside uh, and there is a vehicle there and the guy is clearly going to put the dog in a crate and it would appear as though you're going to put the crate in the vehicle, that that would be the, the next step that's going to happen there. I don't know what kind of dog this is, but it's not a small dog. It's a, it's a bigger, you might identify what it is, but it's a bigger dog. And so he forces the dog into the crate, closes the crate door, and then pours a bucket of water on the door so that the water gets onto the dog. The dog then wants out, obviously. Get me out of here. Sure. And is trying to struggle and is trying to get out. And that's the point at which Fiala um, tips the crate back. This is what I mean. It's, it's, it's more than abuse. This is like, this is malicious more. This, this is just more psychotic to me. Um, but tips the crate back and forth. It just kind of jostles it around and tosses it around on the ground so that the dog, I mean, is, is shaken up. The dog is still inside and just tosses it around on the concrete. He kicks at the dog. He kicks at the door to the crate. It's awful and then starts slamming the crate down on the ground. I, I don't know what he's trying to accomplish, if he was trying to get the dog to calm down or what, you can hear mine going at it now, whether he's trying to keep, you know, get the dog back under control or whatever, but it doesn't really matter. That's the wrong way to do it. Uh, listen, I don't have a lot of experience with dogs, but my, my little understanding is that pouring a bucket of water never, never. is never going to do it. Just like yelling at a kid is never going to get them to calm down. If your goal is to get a kid to stop crying, yelling at them to stop crying is never going to do it. What do you think you're doing by tossing that crate? It's like he's just playing games. Like he's just evil. Yeah. There is a there is an in-depth evilness to that. There's there's and there's a little bit more to it that's very subtle at the beginning. Of the the dog, by the way, is a German Shepherd. Um, okay. And, and it's not a particularly big one, but there's a very big tell right at the beginning of this video where you see him. The video kind of clips on. I would love to know what it was that happened just before this that led the neighbor to start videoing. But what you see in the very first second or two of that video is the dog, as it's being led to the crate, pulls away from him, pulls back yeah. from him with tail tucked. That dog's terrified already. Yeah, and... And that's a really good catch. The other thing is that um, at some point the dog's out of the crate and he's kind of jerking the dog around. By the neck. I mean, it's, yeah, by yeah. the neck. It's it's clearly trying to get away, clearly. And it's not unusual for a dog not to want to get into a crate. I mean, that's not a new thing. Sometimes dogs don't want to get in the crate. But this dog is trying to get away, clearly. And it's kind of, it's it's grand movements to try to get away. 
And this guy is just taking that dog by the neck and just jerking it in every direction. And here's how maddening this is, because Jamie, as you said, you're not a dog owner. You're not really a dog person. You're Mm -hmm. not a trainer, certainly. Neither am I. But I do have plenty of experience with dogs. I have never had a time in my life where I did not have a dog. If you wanted to get a dog into a crate and a dog didn't want to go into the crate, what would you do? Pause. Calm down for a minute. Mm-hmm. Maybe lift him and put him in there. That Give would him be a one treat. option. Give him a Bingo. treat. To get throw him in a there. treat. Throw a treat into the crate. Dog will okay, chase after him. He'll guesses. go in there. Right. And, and the first yeah. two weren't wrong. <laughs> you, yeah. you're, all three of the things you said are absolutely correct. And yeah, pour a bucket of water on the dog while it's in the crate. That's a great way to make the dog even more terrified to go into the crate next time. Which is the point, I think. A- again, most abuse is about control. Yeah. This is about control. This is, I'm just going to be a mean, horrible human being. The dog's already in there. The door is closed. The dog is trapped. I'm going to punish that dog now because I can. And punishing a dog after it's done what you want it to do is the most idiotic thing. I mean, a three-year-old could piece that one together. If you punish the dog after it does what you want it to do, it's never going to do what you want it to do again. So, um... The only other issue I take with this a little bit is that full credit to the guy that took the video and posted it and got the exposure. A little part of me, though, says he watched this happen and didn't go interrupt it and just took the video instead. Yeah, we don't know what that situation was. I'm also even if you're in a situation where you're afraid of him because he's not a small guy. Even, yeah, at, that's true. even at 25, he's not. As, so if you are a little bit smaller or you're a little bit older or you, for whatever reason, don't want to get directly involved because you're worried that he's going to, I mean, if he's physically abusing a dog, it's not a far stretch to say he'd take a whack at somebody. Call yeah. the cops now. Immediately. I, I, I appreciate great. Now you've got evidence and that's important, but you just see this go on and say, okay, get somebody else to go and 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 stop this from happening um so he uh, we didn't mention he runs advanced canine training that's according to police but um, they said has, he operates under different names too so yeah right. who knows what else is out there um okay where are the charges ongoing investigation working with the cass county prosecutor's office to get the case referred has he not been arrested and charged yet Well, here's the thing. There's more to this story because there was the dog in the video. According to the folks at Fox 4, they knocked on his door. No one answered. When they called the number associated, there was a busy signal. They left a message. Haven't haven't heard a response. Police say a pet owner filed a report saying Fiala trained their dog. The family told police that shortly after the dog got home, it died. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, filed a report when, when did that, it doesn't say, was that before this video came out? Um, Not sure. Yeah. I have questions about timeline there. And they've, yeah, they talked to people who have also had run-ins with this guy and have had run-ins with him over his treatment of their pets. This goes on and on and on. And it's, it's scary because like you started with, when you're looking for when you have a dog that needs training there are so many great people out there that do that kind of thing but you just don't know and, and i don't know how outside of just word of mouth i i don't know how i would even advise somebody to go looking for someone to train their dog 
and again, this is outside. Inside, hopefully, you can ask if they have cameras so that you can always look and be watching. Training is different than doggy daycare. You know, training is going to be a, a one hour or whatever. This is outside. This is in an area that's not going to have cameras. Other than just being aware of how your dog, again, same with kids. If your kid's afraid to go somewhere, I would listen to that. Yeah. If the dog gets weird, you know, dogs have good senses like that. If the dog gets weird when you go to drop them off, pay attention to that. When we go into, even when we go into our vet, our vet's only about three or four blocks away from here. But, we, but when we take the dogs, to the, put the dogs in the car, take them to the vet to get shots or whatever, they will as soon as we get out of the car, they're running for the door to the vet's office. They want to go mm -hmm. in there because they know they're going to get treats oh, and they good. know they're going to be treated well by all the people that are in there. But you're right. If you open the door to go out to the vet, some dogs are going to know that's shots. I don't like shots. Uh -huh. and, and some dogs just don't like going out at all. But that's that's a real tell that there's something you may want to look farther into. Uh, if you have thoughts here and a lot of you are texting and feel free, let's go to the phones. Uh, Lee Summit's where we go to talk to Michael. Hey, Michael. How you guys doing today? Doing all right, Michael. What's happening with you? Hey, uh, Pleasant Hill resident, and a lot of the issue, it's its extremely upsetting what this guy did, and Pleasant Hill Animal Control has been after him for a long time, and a lot of the issue is our prosecuting Ben Butler turns his eye. His comments to the authorities is, nah, and that's a lot of the issue here is this guy is going to get a slap on the hand, open up another business name, and keep doing what he's doing until he will be, you know, held responsible. And that's, it's sad on our part that we can't help these animals and deal with this. And what that guy did, it's its caused a major uproar in our community. I'll say that for sure. What do you think it is about the prosecutor that they just don't want to do anything with it? They look at it as just a small, minute case. Um, like I said, the, the Pleasant Hill Animal Control, Dana's been after him for a long time. And when she doesn't have backing to really go after it even more that just her hands are tied unfortunately and mm. you know what all came out was great for her to finally come out but you know not to do anything where, where do you go from there right that's thank you for the background it, it, we appreciate it but it's it, just frustrating what do you do from there okay let's assume that's true because we have no reason to think it's not what do you do when the people empowered to stop this, don't. I'm a little surprised, even though I can't fathom this in my own head, I can see somebody saying, eh, the victim of the crime is a dog. So what? I mean, we're not gonna be able to, we're not gonna be able to throw this guy in prison. There's nothing that's, that rises to the level, and Missouri's laws on animal cruelty are a little lax anyway, but that aside, yeah. There, there's nothing we're really going to be able to go after and pound him into the dirt for. So why bother doing this? I think that's wrongheaded, but I can see somebody under that, that, that sort of mentality. What I don't understand is why do you not then take the business angle on this and say, this guy is operating several businesses without a license and he's operating a business that you need an extra license for. He doesn't have that either. Why don't we go after him on that basis and make sure he never opens up another one of these things? Okay, I hate to be the one that like dumps out every idea, but let's play that out for a second. So he's operating under different names. I can totally envision a situation where you do go after, so those are fines. I mean, you try to shut him down and those are fines because yep. he's operating without a license. So he doesn't pay the fines and he right. just keeps running the business, but like out of his house or, and, you know. 
Yeah, and if he if he doesn't care now about running an unlicensed business, what's going to keep him from? Even if you threaten him with more fines and more everything else, what's going to keep him from doing it over again? And we need to get to a break, but the only other thing I'll throw in is that the only other thing that people can do then is make sure nobody uses him. Yeah. I mean, get the word out as much as humanly possible so that he doesn't get business. But aside from that, I don't know what you do. Uh, 913-586-7798. Still to come this hour, uh, we will talk about the South Carolina couple. What was going on in this house uh, when a couple was found dead in this home? Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Oh, boy. Okay, we'll get to the story uh, out of South Carolina here in a minute. Um, but let's get to this news out of Alabama because I think this is going to set a precedent now for other states. Yeah, there had been... For the longest time, there had been this desire in Alabama to figure out a different way to perform executions because they could not get a hold of sodium thiopental or sodium pentothal, which was the drug that they normally use to perform executions. And since most of that is produced in Europe, Europe stopped exporting it to the United States because many of the countries there do not support the death penalty at all. And those companies didn't want their drug to be used in an execution. So Alabama, in looking for a different way to do it, Try, uh, they, they floated the idea of using nitrogen hypoxia, which means that the, the air that we breathe normally is about five parts nitrogen to one part oxygen or six to one. It's somewhere in that neighborhood. It's mostly nitrogen with a little bit of oxygen mixed in. If you take that oxygen out, you physically don't really notice anything, but all of a sudden you lose consciousness. And the longer that goes on, your brain being deprived of oxygen, you just die. So goes the theory. It has never been tested. And a judge in, in Alabama has just given the green light, according to the Associated Press, to conduct the nation's first execution using nitrogen gas. This is a process that the United Nations describes as inhuman. Uh, San Diego Union Tribune says this could go to the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, three states, yeah, I thought Oklahoma was the other one. Uh, three states, Alabama, Mississippi, and Oklahoma have authorized this as an execution method, but no state has attempted to use it so far. And they have one schedule that they would like to use it for, Alabama does. I don't remember the case off the top of my head, but they're getting ready to do this. Um, Kenneth Eugene Smith is the guy's name. Okay. Um, I'm looking to see, I don't remember exactly what he did. Oh yeah, he, I remember him now. He, um, they tried to ex execute him the first time and it failed, he survived it. Um, they tried to give him lethal injection, but they called it off when they could not connect the two intravenous lines required to execute him. With this, it's a face, it's a respirator. Like it's a, it's a mask over yep. your face as if you were to get oxygen. So you don't have to worry about the IV lines. Um, he was one of two men convicted of a murder for hire of a preacher's wife in 1988. That's um, been a while. Yeah, no kidding. I'm looking for a timeline here to see what the next step is now. Um, it's interesting, the, the objections here. So his attorneys have argued the gas mask, which is fitted over his nose and mouth, would interfere with his ability to pray out loud or make a final statement before witnesses in his final moments. I mean, you could still do it. You might not be able to hear him. Can't you just do that before they put the Beforehand. mask on? Yeah, you would think so. Um, I don't think that's the argument against it. The United Nations, uh, their experts are warning that this death would be painful and humiliating. 
the humiliating part we can discuss, I guess. The painful part I'm interested in, I don't know what they're saying they're afraid to have happen because normally, as we said, it would be like, I mean, the the old tropes from the TV shows and the movies where somebody gets locked in a in a safe and you have to get them out, you know, before they run out of oxygen. It would be the same thing. Usually you just lose consciousness to the best of my knowledge. But they say that execution by nitrogen inhalation, the uh, the the proponents say it will not cause grave suffering, but their U.N. experts apparently are disputing that. So we've never tried this on a human is the thing. Mm -hmm. So how do you try it on a human, make sure it works, before you try it on a death row inmate? <laughs> you can't unless it's somebody who really wants to die. Right. How do you how do you try this out? Um, I am just disturbed by this, but okay. Um, so if you have if you have feelings about it, John and I do because of our feelings about the death penalty. But yeah, if. If this does go to the United States Supreme Court, like you said, I mean, this uh, the circuit court judge in Alabama has already given the green light to this. If it does end up at the U.S. Supreme Court, I think we can probably deduce they're going to sign off on it, too. I don't I, first of all, I don't even know if they would hear the case. Right. But if they did, because there is it is a new thing, then I would not in any way expect them to stand in the way of this. Phone lines are in. We can get to your comments uh, still to come this hour. We will get to the story out of South Carolina. Uh, how hot a heater in a home got and what authorities found when they got to this house. We'll get to that still to come this hour on KMBZ. Hey, Mel, Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy. Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl. But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm going to get you that budget just as soon as I... Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Federal judge has ruled today in a case out of the state of Alabama that Alabama can put an inmate to death using nitrogen gas. Uh, it's a case of an inmate who survived an execution a couple of years ago. They tried to do IV. They tried to do and, and they couldn't get it in there. So the state of Alabama said we need another way to do this. And so the way they want to do it is to put the mask over and use nitrogen.
Yeah, you brought up Oklahoma before. They had something similar happen. The reason why they decided to try this in the first place is that they had a botched execution in 2015. So it seems to be going in that direction. And without the ability for a lot of states to get sodium thiopental, they're looking for anything they can use to kind of fill that gap. Um, we'll go to the phones if you want to jump in, 913-586-7798. Jackie and Lee Summit is up next with us. Hi, Jackie. Hi, how are you guys? Doing well. Great. What's on your mind? Are you warm? <laughs> Getting there, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> okay, there you go. Okay, my cousin passed away in 2001. He was an electrician, and he was working, they were installing a new vault. And a vault is like like when you see a manhole cover and you go underneath, it's not like the sewer all the time. Sometimes that's where all the electrical stuff is, you know, high-voltage stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and there's a thing called a sniffer. So somebody is supposed to be in charge of the sniffer that goes down and makes sure there's enough oxygen to survive down there. Uh, needless to say, there was a huge lawsuit. But anyways, um, so my cousin happened to walk. He was a supervisor foreman or whatever on the job, and he happened to walk by and he saw down that vault. He saw his one of his coworkers down at the bottom, and he could see blood was coming from his head. And it's about oh. a thirty foot, maybe thirty five foot drop. So you know, being the guy that he is, instead of waiting for a sniffer, he thought he could get down there, pull the guy up, and be be okay. Uh, and what the coroner said, he probably got five or six rungs on the um, on the ladder down. He probably he probably felt dizzy, and then literally instantly he was dead. So he didn't even get like five because there was no oxygen in there. So he got maybe five, six, seven feet down. He fell backwards. He fell ba- on top of his uh, coworker who was already dead, uh, and you know he. You know, he was already dead, so it didn't matter that he had a brain bleed and stuff like that because yeah. they said he felt he felt because that was his wife's concern. Did he, you know, was he scared? Did he feel anything? Did he, any way for him? And they said no. He he probably felt dizzy for a moment. Thought, eh, I can do this because that's the way he is. He's such a good guy, good man of heart. Um, anyways, and but felt a little dizzy and then literally was dead moments later and fell that way. So. This whole thing about it being scary, uh, my cousin probably never knew that he was, that literally was his last moment on earth. And that's that. Okay. Jackie, thank you. Hmm. Okay. You're welcome. Bye. Thanks a bunch. Um, Talk about Oklahoma for a second. So what I remember about Oklahoma's death row, they have a bunch of people on death row in Oklahoma to the point that I remember um, like five or six years ago, they had... uh, the drug that I can't pronounce that we get from Europe that they don't want to give us anymore, um, it expires. And yes. Oklahoma wanted to use it. They had some left and they wanted to use it up before it expired. And I remember it was like 10 days where they scheduled and executed two people a day. Wow. Because they wanted to use it up before they expired. Um, it was a lot. It was like eight to 10 people over the course of a week. They were doing one in the morning and one in the afternoon. I mean, just so that they didn't have to waste it. Um, so that doesn't surprise me at all. Oklahoma would be next after Alabama. And no mistake. Sure. And then you'll see if they're successful in these court challenges, if they can get this ball rolling, so to speak, then you're going to see other states that are going to jump on board and say, this, this keeps us from having to do that. There is a complication, though. Because in the same respect that you have companies who are making sodium pentothal who don't want it exported to the U.S. so that we'll use it in executions, there's a company in Alabama that is an industrial producer of nitrogen gas who is refusing to sell to the state. Oh, wow. Okay. 
They're called Airgas. That's the name of the company. And they're refusing to sell to the state because they don't want their product associated with executions. Boy, I don't know enough about who. I didn't think about that. Would they be able to get the nitrogen that they need? And or I also have no clue how, how much nitrogen, nitrogen it requires. Frankly, they maybe don't know. Um, it's only worked on pigs. They've never tried this on humans. It's worked on pigs, but think about mass being different. Um, what if they can't get someone to give them the nitrogen? Yeah, and even now, the American Veterinary Medical Association has said, we do not want this used. You mentioned pigs. They said no mammals at all. Now, they can't control anything. They can only give recommendations. The only place that I know that it's regularly used as a method of killing animals for food is chickens because okay. they're poultry they're not mammals and we don't feel anywhere near as close a connection to them and there's it just seems a little bit easier to take that's interesting to that they've used it on pigs though in the past mm -hmm. yeah it's the only thing that's been it's the only thing they've tried it on it's the only thing that's been successful so far wow so we'll follow it uh again it'll probably go to the u.s supreme court um, which means it'll be a while before we get some kind of decision about it if the court decides to take it up. So we'll see what they uh, what they decide. Moving on to the story out of uh, South Carolina, where you have an elderly couple uh, who was found dead inside their home. Authorities went there for a wellness check, and they walk in and say, it's really hot in here. Yeah, this awful story again. But in this case, there was one piece of the story that I think bears a little bit of talking about because we we understand that it can be very expensive. When something goes wrong in your house, it can be incredibly expensive to have somebody come out and fix it. And there's always that desire to, well, I'll, I'll see if I can just rig something up. I'll see if I can just kind of do this myself and get it working again and figure it out. What had happened with this couple is that their furnace stopped working. So they had a family member come over and look at it. And I think the the term that they used in the article was they jiggled a wire or something along those terms, and the thing came back on. They tried to do it yourself fix, and the furnace came back on. So they thought, oh, furnace is back on. We're all good. No problem. And left. This elderly couple were eventually found inside the house. They said that as you said, it was extremely hot inside the house. They went down into the basement and it looked like the basement was on fire. Yeah. It wasn't, but they said it, it gave the appearance that the entire basement was on fire. And when they finally figured out, no, it's just the glow from the furnace. It's that red hot glow. They went in, shut the furnace down. And when they took readings inside the furnace, it was a thousand degrees. The interior temperature of the home was 120 degrees and that was so they went around and they opened up all the doors they realized it's really really hot in here so they go around and they try to open the whole house up and it's you know it's january so it's still it's it's cold outside yeah and they said even after they opened all the doors and windows for 20 minutes it was still 120 degrees in the house uh so they measured the body temperatures of the victims uh, the device that they had only goes up to 106, and it topped out Peg the on meter, both yeah. the victims. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's a lesson in this. Um, one of the people that was at these, this couple was 84 and 82. Um, he was lying on the bed with no clothes on, facing up. 
she was slouched in a chair at the side of the bed. Which says to me that she may have been trying to wake him up. Okay. Um, wow. All right, let's talk about the lesson here. You, there are things that I will toy with here at the house. There are things that I won't. And anything that has to do, I mean, when it comes to furnaces, we had a furnace a few years ago that the, the, uh, the chimney fan went out on. I can change that. That's a plug. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that's not, and I know you replace those when they break. We had another one where an, an igniter went out, but my dad, like yours, had a history in the HVAC business. Right. I, I, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, especially with something like that, I mean, you think about the hundreds of things that could go wrong with a furnace. This is one of the most dramatic ones, but how many things can go wrong with a furnace that are going to fill your house full of carbon monoxide? Lots of them. You, if, if you don't, if you don't have the training for something like that, and it's something, I mean, think about that relative who jiggled that wire and got the furnace to pop back on. Mm -hmm. Apparently what they did was they, effectively hot wired the furnace so that it was always going to be running at full blast. They didn't know that's what they did, but that's because they didn't know what they were doing. You have to know your own limitations. I mean, if I had to do something that involved taking one of the gas jets off of a furnace, not mm -hmm. a chance. I am calling yeah. the guy. I will, I will eat oatmeal for a month so that I can afford to call the guy to come and fix the furnace if you don't know what it is that you're messing with, don't mess with it, please. I mean, especially with, if it's a dishwasher, okay, your floor might get wet. Furnace, that'll kill you. I need to ask a dumb question. Do we assume that they died of carbon monoxide because of the, the gas? Heat. Okay, because the, that's what I assume too. Because one of the other things I wondered was, how warm does it have to get in your house before you say, you know, I think something's wrong here. Here's and you my go suspicion. and mess with it again. Yeah, here's my suspicion is that when the when the other relative left the house, couple goes to bed. They're in their 80s. Yeah. They went to bed because it was finally warm enough for them to go to bed. They're asleep. It starts to get ultra hot inside that house. She wakes up. He doesn't. He may have either been already gone because he never woke up, which I hope is the case for his sake. I hope he never woke up. But... It also may have been uh, just a, a case where he got up and, and simply was so overheated by the time the heat woke him up that he couldn't move. Um, and this was just a wellness check, right? This was family that said they hadn't heard. Yeah, they hadn't seen their parents since Wednesday. And this was Saturday. Oh, well, God, I mean, they could have been. Yeah. There were days there where that heat could have gotten to them. And you're right. If they fall asleep, you don't. You don't get up to open the windows. You don't. You just fall asleep. Yeah, just so. terrible. But as we said, I mean, call the guy, please. That there, there are so many talented people who work in that industry, and you know, call and get a, a bunch of different bids on projects and things like that, and, and go with whoever you're most comfortable with and whomever you can afford. But please don't go inside a piece of equipment that you don't know how it works and start playing around with it. Just because you get it back to doing what you hope it's going to do doesn't mean you fix the problem. Uh, okay. If you have thoughts, 913-586-7798. Uh, phone lines are ringing. We'll get to your calls next on KMBZ.
little bit of breaking news to get to out of Northern California. Uh, searches are underway because of an avalanche that occurred in Lake Tahoe. Um, this is at the Palisades Tahoe Resort in Northern, Carol uh, Northern California. Excuse me. Snow has been falling nonstop there. And so at about 930 this morning, Pacific time on the Palisades side, for those that know the area, uh, there was a massive avalanche. Patrol and operations teams are looking for anyone impacted. There are no confirmed reports of people trapped, but you never know. Which is curious, yeah, because we got news this morning, and boy, is Tahoe had a rough week, by the way. Yeah. But yeah, we got news this morning that that collapse that happened in Fort Worth, the building that collapsed and had yeah. the, the, well, it didn't collapse, it had an explosion, that they are still looking, they're doing the same thing. They don't know that there's anybody trapped down there, but even today, they're still looking to make sure that there's nobody trapped in the rubble. Yeah, so um, I don't know that resort. But it's scary anytime you have an avalanche, number one, because it's so out of control. And you just never know if another one's going to hit. But just to have it that close to a resort. Um, so they've closed both sides of the mountains and both sides of the mountain and uh, searches are underway there. I wanted to talk for a second about um, Aiden Kanto, who is the 42 year old actor who I know from Designated Survivor cleaning lady he's been in a couple other things and i just want to talk for a second because of the kind of cancer he has died at the age of 42. um he is originally from mexico he was a singer and had a musical career and then decided to come to the u.s and had a pretty successful acting career he was on designated survivor for several seasons and has done some other things did superhero he, movies right he was in one of the x-men films yes hold on a second i'll tell you which one um x-men days of future past days of and future agent past, right. game um, died at the age of 42, which is scary, number one, but of um, cancer of the appendix. Wow. Which, I, I have to be honest, I thought, well, you don't need your appendix, so can you not just get rid of it and then be good to go? It is so rare. I had to look up the stats. Um, it only affects one person per one million per year. That's well, it's incredible. I wonder how much of that is because what you just referred to. So many of us, I I never had my appendix out. I still have mine. So do I. But but I, I mean, a lot of people by the time they're twenty five, their appendix is gone. So you can't get that. But yeah. it, it seems to be kind of a parallel to what we deal with with uh, like pancreatic cancer or liver cancer. You don't know you have it until it's way too late. In fact, they said that a lot of times it's not metastatic out of the appendix it's metastatic when the appendix bursts and all of a sudden you're shooting cancer all over the inside of your body and you don't know it so they go in they do emergency appendectomy and they put you all back together without knowing that you've just essentially done the cancer's job for it yeah they said often you find it when you go to remove somebody's appendix yep. and then you realize there's cancer or a patient is getting scans done in that part of the body for something else Wow! And then you just happen to see it. The other thing that I assume happens is because it would just never occur to us that that's a place that you would get cancer. I first time I've ever heard of it is that you just associate those symptoms with something else. It's stomach pain. It's bloating. It's, you know, you, your stomach just kind of hurts. Well, that could be a thousand different things sure. that wouldn't send you to a doctor. Yeah, diverticulitis, uh, yeah. indigestion, who knows what. Yeah, you can write, go right down the list of all of the things that that could be. But it's also reason enough to, even with things like that that seem fairly minor at the time, get it checked. We don't know uh, when he was diagnosed, 
but it wasn't public. He had, had decided to just kind of keep this private. He had little, little kids, uh, like a year and mm. a half and two and a half years old. Oh. Um, yeah, three years old and 18 months. Um, just, yeah, just, just sad. Again, when I hear 42 and then to hear that it's this, um, this cancer. So go to the doctor, just, just always be sure. Um, and go to the doctor there. Um, okay. Uh, do, do, do. How much time we got? Real quick, while we have a quick second, uh, we have this elder, uh, excuse me, we have um, six times in about six months, you've had this couple uh, where cars keep going into their house. It keeps happening over and over and over. I need to get to the right story. There it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Six cars six in six cars years. In six excuse years. Me. Yeah. yeah, in Colorado. Um, and we might talk about this a little bit more tomorrow. They're mad because the city's not doing anything different about the setup at their house. And it's just like the so. house that was a little bit north of here that we talked about about a year ago where it kept, it was on a corner and it kept getting hit because people kept blowing the curve. They're having the same thing happen to them. And at what point do you just move? <laughs> just get yeah. out. Go find another house. Sell it to the city. Say, hey, clearly you, you need this for right of way or something. So. All right, uh, we will leave it there for the day. Then we might get uh, back to more of that one tomorrow. We will be checking the forecast and see. Uh, probably kids will be in school tomorrow, but we'll be looking ahead to Friday to see how cold it's going to get later in the week. Yep, and if you All have right, any friends in Miami, yeah, if you have any friends in Miami, send them a nasty note about how cold it's going to be during Saturday's game. Send them gloves, yes. All right, uh, we'll be back tomorrow here on KMBZ. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.